We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast, your premier podcast for all things Oregon football and recruiting. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It's Friday, September 15th, 2023. We're just about 20 call it 28 hours away from kickoff between the number 13 Oregon Ducks and the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors in Eugene at Autzen Stadium. Game is at 5 o'clock p.m. and you can catch it on Pac-12 Networks if you're not able to make the trip out to Eugene. I uh, previewed and predicted the outcome of that game on yesterday's episode and got a bunch of really good stuff this week. Like I uh, always try to tell you guys, coming at you five days a week now. So uh, make sure that you are following and subscribed. We're coming to you live on a couple different spots on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. If you guys are here in the live chat, hit that like button and uh, ask me a question in the live chat. It is the Oregon Football Recruiting Hour where we dive into all things Oregon Football Recruiting. So you know that I love talking about recruiting and can never get enough of it. Got a couple of big developments, a couple of, maybe I shouldn't say big developments, but a couple of things I want to hit on here to start off the episode and then going to try to get you guys, the viewers, the fans involved in today's show. So that's why I said if you guys have a question, make sure you go ahead and ask me. Um, Definitely have a couple of topics that I wanted to hit on, but Um, If you guys are here and you have a question, go ahead and ask me in the live chat. I'll do everything I can to answer your questions and we'll just go from there. So the first uh, first story in today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast, one of Oregon's top commits, the headliner of Oregon's 2025 recruiting class. Dallas Wilson, Tampa Bay Tech wide receiver, is going to be making his way out to Boulder, Colorado this weekend to visit with Deion Sanders and the Buffs. Colorado is off to a 2-0 start, and they take on the Colorado State Rams in their annual rivalry game this weekend in Boulder. 
game days there. Pat McAfee's there. Uh, first take is there. So they're all eyes right now are on Colorado and this uh, Buffalo's program right now. So I think this is a significant development for Oregon on the recruiting trail. Anytime a commit takes a visit to another school, I think it's a story, but, uh, and something to keep an eye on, but Dallas Wilson is just about as good as it gets when you're talking about wide receivers in this, uh, in this 2025 class, he, he got that five-star designation from 24 seven sports last month. So even since he committed, he committed to Oregon sight unseen. He got offered by Adrian Clem. I want to say it was back in January of this year, instantly committed on spot. So he, He's been dreaming about going to Oregon for a long time, but at the same time, it's a 2025 guy. So there are still two full years before this guy is going to be playing his college ball, but he's currently committed to Oregon. So part of the reason that this caught my attention is because Dallas Wilson is from the state of Florida and well, so is Deion Sanders, Colorado's head coach. He is from Fort Myers, Florida. So Anytime, um, anytime you see a guy with two guys with that Florida connection, I think that's something to keep an eye on. Um, I am seeing a comment here. This was a little bit of a, an interesting development, so I wanted to make sure I hit on it on the, the start of today's podcast. Jay Bryan saying, I think Dallas Wilson canceled his visit to Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Well, just to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit and tell you guys what I was kind of hearing and just what I was seeing I saw a report or a development, a tweet from Buff Stampede, which is Colorado's 247 site, saying that Dallas Wilson wasn't a visitor, was a visitor that the Buffs expected in Colorado this weekend. So, and then I also saw Adam Gorney tweeting it out. He's the director of recruiting for Rivals, and he does a great job. So I wrote that story, and um, basically, once I saw that development. I texted uh, Dallas because you know I've, I've interviewed him before. So I reached out to him and he said, no, he's not going. And then this morning he texted me. Um, he reached out to me and said that he is going to be at this weekend's Colorado versus Colorado State game. So definitely a, a, a little bit of a wild story, but I'm doing the best I can to keep you guys updated. Uh, Dallas Wilson did play. Dallas Wilson and Tampa Bay Tech did play on Thursday night. They won their game 53 to nothing. So you figure with a Thursday night game, frees him up for Friday to take the trip across the country to Colorado. So again, definitely a, a unique situation in terms of, I thought he wasn't going and then now he is going. So just wanted to, to clear that one up. But um, yeah, I think that this is a notable visit because recruits are taking, taking notice of what's going on in Boulder, what's going on with Deion Sanders and the Buffs. They're off to a 2-0 start in 2023. Um, I think that there is, I mean, I, I understand the hype behind them, but at the same time, I want to see them beat, beat like a really quality team. A lot of people have been talking about the win over TCU. Yeah, they went to the national championship last year, but they lost a ton of talent, and that is not even close to the same team that they played, uh, that they were rather a year ago. And then that Nebraska game was super ugly. And again, I'm not trying to take anything away from the buffs. I'm just saying, let's pump the brakes a little bit. 
Jeff Sims was a turnover machine, has kind of been a turnover machine. That's Nebraska's quarterback, right? And the Buffs got a commanding win over Nebraska last week at home in their home opener out in Colorado. And then this week they play CSU coached by uh, Jay Norvell. So I'm expecting Colorado to, to win that game pretty handedly. But this game against Colorado and Oregon is the one that I think we're really going to be able to see what Colorado really is. And then to some degree, what Oregon really is. Um, the thing with Colorado that's just so interesting to me right now, and I definitely want to talk about Deion Sanders because the big thing that was um, the big thing about uh, Colorado right now is Jay Norvell made those comments on um, on a radio hit yesterday saying that he likes to take his hat and his sunglasses off when he talks to grownups because that's what uh, that's what his mom taught him to do. And then, of course, Deion Sanders heard about that, said, I'm hearing some bull junk, and apparently now it's personal. I don't understand why literally anything that anybody said instantly gets turned into something personal that's being used as ammunition. But to give my two cents on it, I think it's just the amount of access that Deion Sanders is giving to his Colorado program, I think, is playing into all of this hype and is also, I just think that it's, it's what you want to do as a coach in his position, right? This has been the, has been a dumpster fire of a program before he got there. Not anymore. Obviously that's not the case. Colorado has been the laughingstock of the PAC 12. And um, now they don't look like they are. So he's doing everything he can to generate hype and put as many eyes as he possibly can on the Colorado program. And um, it's just a really unique approach uh, to what he's doing. So they're winning on the field. That's what matters the most. But then you also saw him buy his entire team sunglasses the day after Jay Norvell uh, made those comments from Colorado State uh, about kind of taking a jab uh, at Dion. So it's an interesting development. I think that uh, we're going to be talking about Dion a whole lot next week. I am so stoked for that matchup. But Oregon can't get ahead of themselves. They got to win this week three home game against the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. And uh, there's still some areas that they can grow in that game. But that's the first thing that I wanted to hit on in this uh, in this episode of the podcast is just uh, Dallas Wilson and uh, the fact that he is taking that visit to see Colorado this weekend. All right, we got a, a little bit of we got some questions about the next two guys I was going to talk about. So we'll go ahead and hit on those right now. Jay Bryan with a question. If Breland doesn't schedule a visit with the Ducks, do you think it's a done deal to Georgia? This is an interesting recruitment to look at because Aiden Breland, five-star defensive lineman from modern day in Southern California, that's who we're talking about. For those of you that don't know, he recently announced a top three that included Oregon. So Definitely a good development for Dan Lanning and the Ducks on, on that front. Um, you have Oregon, Georgia, and Miami. But really, for, for, my, for my standpoint, for my viewpoint, I think that this is really a battle between Oregon and Georgia. I don't think Miami is too much of a threat in this recruitment. Um, that's not to say that they're doing a bad job recruiting. I mean, that, that win... 
Let's talk about Miami for a second here. Obviously, there's a connection with with Mario Cristobal being the former Oregon head coach. That win over Texas A&M generated almost instant recruiting uh, recruiting momentum for the Canes on the on the trail. You you had uh, Armando Armando Blunt, a five star defensive lineman out of Miami Central, just up the street. He saw that win, and I, I was reading some of the stuff over on 247. I think it was Steve Wolfong that wrote it. We all know he does a great job. He talked about how he saw that game and just kind of it, it showed him that he wants to be a part of what they're building at Miami and kind of what the U can be to bring the U back. So I want to definitely acknowledge that Miami – has some really good recruiting momentum. Armando Blunt is a five-star defensive lineman from Miami, Miami Central in the 2025 class, top 10 player in the country. So I guess you can't completely count out Miami in this one, but you know, Mario Cristobal did offer Aiden Breland his first college scholarship when he was still on the Oregon staff. So that's part of the reason that I think Miami is still in the running here, but this visit out to Georgia is certainly a notable one for Aiden Breland. He's taking this visit during his bye week. It's an unofficial trip on his own dime, right? He's also going with his teammate, running back Nate Frazier, 2024 modern day running back Nate Frazier, who is committed to Georgia. Uh, I looked at his Instagram story. I looked at Frazier's Instagram story, and it looks like he's on his official visit with Georgia. So figure that they're probably going to um, you know, do everything they can to, to get him to shut down his recruitment. I know that was a guy that Oregon really wanted in the 24 class on the offensive side of the ball, but you, you kind of alluded to it in the question here that the uh, priority for Oregon now is getting Breland back on campus for this game, which uh, for a visit rather. And I don't think that it's a done deal necessarily. I think you have to see what his decision timeline is looking like. If he comes back from this trip to Georgia this weekend and announces a decision date or a commitment date, I think that's when I would maybe get a little bit more concerned about Oregon's chances, but because they have geography on their side, I don't think it will be super, super difficult for them to set up a trip with Breland to, to get him back out to Eugene and to kind of try to make their final pitch before they, uh, before they, before he announces his commitment. Um, You do have to keep in mind here that uh, on Friday, September 22nd. So that's next week. The modern day monarchs are going to be going across the country to Baltimore to face Michael Van Buren, 2024 Oregon quarterback commit and the St. Francis Academy Panthers. So that's the trip that's going to be hard to make with uh, Oregon playing host to Colorado next weekend. I'm not sure that that's a trip that's going to be super likely for Breland to make, um, but something to, to keep an eye on. But then the, the monarchs, the modern day monarchs are back at home the following week against Servite back in Southern California. So that would be an easier game, but Oregon's going to be on the road to face Stanford that weekend. So I don't think it's necessarily a, a done deal if he doesn't schedule a visit to Oregon, but certainly that would not be the development that you want. If you're Oregon in this recruitment, you would hope. And I would think that they want to get him back on campus for a visit to get one more final say before he announces his college commitment and, Quite frankly, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't already announced his commitment because when I talked to him in the spring at the Modern Day Spring Showcase, he was talking about wanting to kind of commit towards the end of the summer or early in the season, but we're already in mid-September. So um, maybe that just kind of goes to show you how close 
uh, closely contested, highly contested this recruitment is. I really think it's it's Oregon and Georgia in this one. Oregon might hold a slight edge in this one. They've made that pipeline into modern day. They have a commitment from senior wide receiver Jack Ressler. They got a commitment from Lipe Moala in the 2023 class. He's an offensive lineman, but he's been a little bit banged up this year for Oregon, so we haven't really seen him too much even at practice. Um, but they do have a solid pipeline to Oregon uh, to modern day, rather. So I think Oregon is still heavily involved here. Definitely shouldn't count them out, even though he's visiting Georgia this weekend. But the priority definitely becomes getting him back on campus. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Got a question from Andrew about the other modern day monarch that the Ducks are recruiting heavily uh, or heavily involved with. Rather, Andrew says, Max, assuming Baker, assuming Baker is out and Seton is a long shot, so I don't see him coming to Eugene. Assuming Coach Terry and company throw all their chips in on EPL, uh, Eddie Pierre Luis, 2024 Tampa, Florida offensive lineman. What percentage chance do you give the Ducks? All right, so we're switching gears here a little bit now, talking some O-line recruiting. I put my recruitment recruiting prediction in for Texas to land Brandon Baker uh, earlier this week. Brandon Baker is going to be in Lincoln, Nebraska this weekend for his what looks like his final official visit to Nebraska before announcing his college commitment next weekend, Sunday, September 24th. Um, I really do think that it's looking like Texas has all the recruiting momentum with Baker. They also got that big win over Alabama last week, so that's going to give them some good recruiting juice this cycle, no doubt about it. Already signed some heavy hitters. Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns have, like Colin Simmons, five-star edge rusher out of Duncanville, Texas. And then Brandon Baker also has some family ties to the Texas program. Um, I think he's uh, he has a cousin that is uh, is committed in this 2024 class. So always helps a school to, to have those family connections. But Jordan Seaton is a guy that's uh, mentioned in this question. He's an offensive lineman from National Powerhouse IMG Academy. He is reportedly expected to take a visit out to Oregon this, um, this fall, maybe for that USC game is what it was looking like. Um, so we still have to kind of continue to monitor that Oregon hasn't had the best success com- uh, recruiting players um, from IMG Academy, but Alik Terry is a Florida native. So I think they do have a realistic shot with Eddie Pierre Luis. 
He is probably their top remaining offensive line target. If not, um, if not Jordan Seaton, I think it's Eddie Pierre-Louis. So the, that's a guy that you have to keep an eye on. Eddie Pierre-Louis does have Oregon in his top schools right now. So I think that that's something that helps them in terms of just being a realistic option for Eddie Pierre-Louis. And if you're watching some of the tape here on, on YouTube, I think you can pretty clearly see that he is a special talent, just incredibly athletic, really carries his weight well. I think he's 6'4", 315 pounds. So it's just a unique blend of size and athleticism that you don't see all that often. So like I said earlier, he is working from the top five schools right now. Eddie Pierre-Louis has Miami, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, UCF, and Oregon as his top five schools in the 2024 class. Oregon is probably looking for a little bit more help along that interior. They already have some tackles committed in Trent Ferguson out of West Salem High School, as well as Fox Crater out of Evergreen High School in Vancouver, Washington. So they have some of those tackles figured out. Um, and then you also have a commitment from Devin Brooks out of Clackamas High School in-state guy in Oregon. And then we can't forget about the big guy, Jaquan McRoy, out of Clay Chalkville High School in Pinson, Alabama. That's kind of the crown jewel right now of this recruiting class for Alik Terry. His first full cycle back with the Ducks after serving some time on the Minnesota Vikings coaching staff at the highest level in the NFL. So uh, as for what percentage chance do I give the Ducks, that's definitely a tough one. I know that Oklahoma is a school that has had some pretty good recruiting momentum with Eddie Pierre-Louis. I think I've heard them mentioned quite a bit. Brent Venables and company are certainly uh, a, a valuable, powerful recruiting power on the recruiting trail. So but also UCF, we got to talk about UCF and kind of what they're being able to do under Gus Malzahn in this 2024 cycle. I think that they're kind of a sleeper in this recruitment. They have the number 27 class in the country, 18 verbal commits, but I love the work that Gus Malzahn is doing. And UCF's worth a mention here, obviously, because they're a finalist for Eddie Pierre-Louis. Um, they're going into Texas to get guys like running back Frankie Arthur. He's the headliner of their class, a four-star back. They got Kylan Fox, a wide receiver out of Loganville, Georgia. He's another guy, but they're also making sure to get some of those local guys in the state of Florida. You have another wide receiver, Rick Darius Farmer from Melbourne Central Catholic in Florida. Wide, uh, running back Stacy Gage from Fort Lauderdale, St. Thomas Aquinas. I've talked about big-time guys that have come out of that school, like James Madison, who's a big-time receiver committed to Missouri. So they're doing a really good job just building this class from in-state guys. And I think that that's part of the pitch for Eddie Pierre-Louis. Um, I think right now it's it's a little bit hard to give a percentage chance. I mean, I, I guess I'd say I, I think with the number of guys that they're still going after, I know that they are heavily, heavily prioritizing Eddie Pierre-Louis right now. I would expect that he would be back on campus for his official visit before he makes his commitment. We don't have a date that we're working with right now. So I think I'm just going to kind of do a little bit of a baseline 50% and then kind of allocating some of the, the remaining 50% to, to schools like Oklahoma and, and UCF. Maybe I'm not doing the best job answering this question. I'm really just trying to, from a percentage standpoint, 
I'm really just trying to communicate that I think Oregon has a very realistic shot and it could get even better once he gets uh, back on campus for that official visit. So that's the storyline that we're going to have to continue tracking for Oregon as it pertains to Eddie Pierre-Louis. I personally think that they have a better shot with Eddie Pierre-Louis than Jordan Seaton just because Eddie Pierre-Louis has been out to Oregon before. And, and those are visits. Anytime you get a visit from a Florida guy, I think it really carries weight because of the distance, the time it takes to get out to Eugene from the Sunshine State. And uh, I definitely think it might help a little bit, maybe not so much for Eddie Pierre-Louis, but for a guy like Solomon Williams, right, who's also from the Tampa area at Carrollwood Day. He's a four-star edge rusher that the Ducks are still heavily involved with. He has the Ducks in his top five schools, along with schools like uh, Clemson and Texas A&M, Ohio State and Alabama. Solomon Williams is another big target that Oregon's kind of pushing for out of the state of Florida in the 24 class. He's taking his official, official visit next weekend when the Ducks play Colorado. And you got to think that uh, from a recruiting standpoint, Dan Lanning and the Ducks have to be pretty happy that Brandon Dorless is off to a, a really good start here in 2023 because he's kind of the face in my opinion of their their Florida their Florida production and their Florida talent because they don't have a whole lot of Florida guys on the roster but he is definitely the guy that is doing the most after the Ducks signed him out of Deerfield Beach High School at, in Florida in that 2019 class. So I think the Ducks have a realistic shot to get Eddie Pierre Louis and he's a guy you got to keep an eye on if you're a fan of Oregon football recruiting seeing that he will likely take an official visit at some point this season. All right, keep those questions going. We have to see what else is going on. Um, got some more stuff about Baker. I already, already talked about him. Uh, question here from Playboy1625. What are some of the guys, what are some guys for 2025 that Oregon is looking at? I'm glad you asked because I am doing some research to kind of get a better feel for Oregon's 2025 offers. Um, I think right now they love what they have in Achilles Smith Jr. at quarterback. So um, I wouldn't be, I'm not saying for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if they only ended up taking one quarterback in the 2025 recruiting class. I think one guy you definitely have to take to keep an eye on here in 2025 Jordan Davison. Jordan Davison is a 2025 running back out of modern day high school uh, in Santa Ana, California. And he is someone that Oregon has had on their radar for quite a while. But one of the big things with Jordan Davison is that he is picking up some buzz to Texas. Texas is a big school in Jordan Davison's recruitment. Uh, I actually think he is going to be visiting this weekend when uh, when the Longhorns take on, oh, I don't know who they're playing. Let me look it up. Texas plays Wyoming this week, and I think that Jordan Davison is going to be uh, making that trip out to Austin for this weekend. Um, but he's, he's as good as it gets uh, when you're looking at running backs. He's the, uh, the number one back, I want to say, number two back. In the 247 Sports Composite, the only running back ranked higher than him is Harlem Berry out of St. Martin's Episcopal School in Louisiana. Um, but Jordan Davison is an absolute priority for the Ducks. If you're looking at this from Carlos Lachlan's standpoint, Oregon's running back coach, it's, it's, it's a bummer that you miss out on Nate Frazier in the 24 class. But this is why you make inroads to a program like Modern Day, because they are stacked 
every single year. So I think in terms of West Coast guys, um, in 2025, I think you absolutely have to mention Jordan Davison. He's going to be a priority running back target for the Ducks this this next recruiting cycle. And then you don't have to go too far uh, when you're looking at other guys at modern day, other West Coast guys, other than Jordan Davison. Nasir Wyatt is a five-star edge rusher in the 2024, 2025 recruiting class, excuse me. And uh, that dude is quick, quick, quick off the ball. Um, and he is super special. So I think that Nasir Wyatt is going to be a top 2025 target for Oregon. I talked to him um, a couple months ago when he uh, went out to Oregon for a trip. This guy is going to have every offer in the book by the time it's all said and done. He has 24 reported scholarship offers right now on his 247 page. He's the number one prospect in California right now. A little bit undersized for an edge rusher, six foot two, 210 pounds. But like I said, the dude is super, super fast. Um, I know that the Ducks are going to continue to stay involved with DeCorian Moore. He's a 2025 uh, wide receiver out of Duncanville, Texas, that is currently committed to LSU. So I know that Oregon's going to stay involved with DeCorian Moore. He's a big name out of uh, the Lone Star State. We know that the Ducks love to stay involved with the top guys out of Texas with guys like Will Stein on the staff. Another West coast guy. This is the last one that I'll talk about for, uh, for this cycle, for this question that I think is uh, worth a mention is Teandre Waverly. Um, he is out of the state of Washington. He's a four-star athlete, but does a lot of tight end plays a lot of tight end six foot four, 225 pounds. He is out of Mooka. Mukulteo, Washington, Kamiak High School. Hopefully I'm saying that one right. Oregon was one of the schools that was earlier to offer in his recruitment process, and now he has 19 reported scholarship offers. Schools like Auburn, Colorado, and Florida have all gotten in the mix. So that's heavy on the defensive side, on the offensive side of the ball with some of those 2025s, but appreciate the question, Playboy, uh, and hopefully you can kind of get up to speed with some of those guys.